welcome to Let's Get Chances. I'm your girl Kimmy. In this week's episode, we talk about moms that don't want to be called moms. So join us on the porch as we talk about this hot topic. Stay tuned. Okay, so tonight, Aisha brought up this topic. And when she sent it to me, I was like, hmm, this is a really, um, this is a really, um, type of topic you know we're going to talk about um you know moms um not allowing not their I would say not their biological children but they have a part of raising their children to call them mom not allowing them to call you mom not allowing them now there's a lot of circumstances that can happen with it the one Aisha sent me um Maybe you want to talk about that one, Aisha, but I looked up two different ones and I kind of can understand because I thought the ones I looked up was like, okay, I can understand that. But the one Aisha sent me, I was like, um, hmm, you know, that's a little, go ahead, Aisha. You- and it can go a lot of different ways, but um, I know we've talked a lot about families and, you know, blended families in different situations. Right. So I have a very interesting and unique situation. Um, So I have talked about it with a lot of other people and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, you know, how I feel about this or whatever the case may be, you know. So Mm -hmm. the people who know me realize and understand how it works, you know, in my life or whatever. But I realized that we're not, you know, super unique. There's tons of different types of families these days and lots of different things going on. So I totally get what you're saying, Kimmy, and that, you know, if you start looking up stuff, you'll see lots of different uh, situations and how different people approach their whole family status, their situations. So my parents separated when I was about three years old. So my dad didn't raise me. So we fell into one of those categories, those interesting family situations. He had a very colorful past. I think I talked about it on one of the episodes. He Mm -hmm. had gone to Vietnam at the age of like 19 and, you know, didn't quite, you know, assimilate back to, you know, life here. So you can just imagine all of the terrible things that a young man at that age could fall into, Mm -hmm. um, you know, coming back home after being in Vietnam at 19. So he had a very colorful past and he was incarcerated for a large majority of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And when he had gotten out, we had tried to kind of reconnect. So he had gotten into a relationship with another woman um, that I love dearly. And at one point I used to go visit occasionally and um, I had ended up moving in with them and they didn't even last very long. So this is where it gets really interesting (laughs) because I I refer to her as my mom. She's not even my stepmom because they were never married. They were just, you know, in one of those, you know, domestic situations. Um, She's a great person. She is a great human being. And as a mom now, I look back over my life and understand what my mom, you know, did for me. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. that's kind of deep like yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that mature you know whatever the yeah. case may be because of their situation I could see if like everybody's on the up and up getting along but mm-hmm. they never were like when my mom left it was like we done done I don't gotta talk to you you ain't gotta talk to me you just take care of your kid that's it so the fact that they were not on speaking terms and he ends up in this relationship with this other woman 
Mm-hmm. And she, you know, like I said, allowed me to go over and visit. And I used to stay on the weekends. Well, the weekends turned into, you know, during the week, during school. And at one point I asked her if I could like stay a little bit longer. So that turned into a long period of time. So for probably about a year and a half or maybe almost two years of my high school years, I actually ended up living there with her. And sometimes my dad was there. Sometimes he wasn't because I really got to see who he was as a person, you know, as a teenager. And, you know, there were some things I was like, okay, that's trash. Like I, you know, that's not okay for me. And I'm not even grown yet. Like I understand why both of these folks have told you to get to step in, but because she was such an amazing human being, I bonded with her. I bonded with her children and everything. Um, And I'm from that, you know, generation where you call everybody older than you miss or mister, whoever it is. So I used to call her miss. And, you know, that just didn't quite, you know, jibe with her either because it was, it was more than that. You know, I was more than that to her and her family. So that just didn't quite feel right, but I couldn't just call her, you know, by her first name because that wasn't it either. So we were like kind of trying to figure out whatever little, you know, other names we could, you know, come up with and nothing fit, nothing worked. I would speak about her as my other mom, like my other mom. And folks were like, but you're doing with two moms. Like, I know your mom and you ain't got no two moms. (laughs) So I had to explain to like, no, 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 it's not, you know, that kind of thing. She's like my stepmom, but she wasn't officially. So I would call her mom, even though she wasn't, you know, my stepmom or anything like that. And my mom knows that I call her mom and that never, you know, struck her as weird or anything um and they you know they speak they're cordial they get along and I love it if they were closer they would probably hang out like they really you know genuinely get along and the fact that I still to this day call her mom she sends me a text message every single morning with a scripture and you know she says good morning you know I text her back and her children are still my siblings in my heart we've kind of like grown up that way it just is what it is but to me she's my other mom she's just mom and nothing else you know kind of works so you know when I explain that to some people they're like well I don't know if I would you know just let my child go be with this person and my former significant other is not even a part of the equation yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's that's how kind of how it came to be. <laughs> well, you, that, that's interesting you say that because what I looked up, um, Aisha, was something similar, okay? Um, the mom and the stepmom was on really good terms, okay? Um, and what happened was the, the biological mom um, you know, kind of reinforced the relationship with the child and the stepmom. And because the stepmom didn't, it looked like the stepmom wasn't officially the stepmom until many years later when they, you know, got married. Um, but this is where it kind of turned the other way is because the child asked the stepmom that, um, now was officially married, can I call you mom? And the stepmom said, no, I don't want you to call me mom because you only have one mom and that's your biological mom. And I'll always be dear and I'll always take care of you like a mom, but I'm not your mom because you have a mom. And I kind of was like, understanding, like to me, I, it, it really wouldn't matter because I know what place I play with in my kid's mm-hmm. heart. You know what I mean? But if they feel comfortable enough, they want to call somebody who 
is their, you know, step parent um, and who has been good to them. That's the biggest thing. Who has been good to them and has forged a bond with them like that, then that's that's not going to make me feel any indifference because I already know my relationship with them. Um, so, Chauncey. Um, being that I'm a product of um, blended families, um, mm-hmm. I am a product of blended families. I had a blended family with my first marriage and I have a blended family now. <laughs> so in my second marriage. So yeah, I, I would say that I could speak to this because with those different types of blended families, then you have all of this other extended family. Mm-hmm. And what I would say to any of this is it all boils down to what your comfort level is. Mm-hmm. The first comfort level being that of the step parent or significant other, mm-hmm. because sometimes they aren't married, you know, right away. So then that means that you're in this child's life. What is this child going to call you? Mm-hmm. I think that using Miss and Mister is is very appropriate. However, it's appropriate till you get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. What do I need to call you now? Because you may go somewhere with a child where the biological parent is not there. It's a little kind of iffy if you're calling me miss or mister, but then you also get to make these decisions Absolutely. that need to be made for that child yeah. at that particular time or moment. Yeah. So um, with my stepfather, when we first met him and he was just dating my mom, he asked us to call him by his first name. Mm-hmm. Disrespect intended. That was what he asked. That's what we did. And it was fine. Many years later, he and my mother got married. Most of the time, we still called him by his first name. But then for short, we just started calling him Pop. Well, because I called my dad, Dad, it was, you know, if you heard me speaking, it was a you. But when I spoke of him, I used his name. But the way that we said his name, you know, it it becomes a song, right? So because we all were so close, then it's almost like, when we say Nate, it, it's like singing a song and it's like saying that it, it had it still had a different sound to it. It had a different feel to it when we used it. And we could not have loved him anymore had he been our biological father. Right. My dad was in several relationships after he and my mom ended. Well, he had been married a few times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I always called them by their first name, because that's what they said to call them by. Mm -hmm. But again, I took the cues from what it was that they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you want it to be organic because you want the feelings to be from the child as well as from uh, the step parent. And whether they actually married or not, that's more of a legal thing. But we still stay step parent because in essence, that's still what they were. And um For my stepmother now, she and my dad have been together over 30 years, but the difference is she's only 12 years older than me. Mm -hmm. So then now, um, because of that type of age difference, it's kind of hard to start calling that person mom, right? Even though in many ways she had, you know, that kind of relationship and a motherly relationship with me, as well as a friend relationship. I think it's harder when you have adult children and you marry or remarry. And then that parent's like, oh, well, call them mom or dad. Yeah, that's not. No, I I don't think that that makes any sense. I mean, I don't think it's disrespectful, but 
you you really don't have any partaking in the the the, the actual raising or rearing mm-hmm. of that, that person. They're grown. And my, yeah, and my stepkids, even the ones who were much younger, that you know I played a part in their life. They call me by my first name, but when I hear it and I hear it from them, it could be mom. I, it doesn't, I still feel. Because it sounds like a mom, doesn't. The tone is like like a mom, you know? That's all that matters. But I think mm-hmm. do what people are comfortable with. However, I have on the flip side, run into people be like, well, is that your real family? What you mean? You know, meaning my, you know, extended family. Um, so when I talk about my stepfather's sisters and stuff like that, I just say, you know, aunt such and such, aunt such and such, aunt such and such. And they'd be like, oh, but is that your real aunt? It's my aunt. What you mean is my real aunt? Right. <laughs> people start, but then you know that that's those kind of people that they feel that way. So now when they're in the situation, you won't be so surprised when that other child is calling them miss or whatever they choose to call them because they don't want them or they make a difference. And to me, there is none. Absolutely. And I think you hit it. Oh, go ahead, Kimmy. No, go ahead. Cause I, I when I'm getting through a twist in both of y'all. y'all <laughs> I was just going to echo what you said. I think it definitely boils down to intention and communication. Um, and I think my mom and other mom, <laughs> they handled it so well, just yeah. the conversations that they had in the communication and that my voice was heard in what I wanted out of the situation and the close relationship that I wanted to have with my other mom and that the intentions on her end were pure in that, you know, I'm just going to take care of your daughter as if she's mine. I'm not trying to, you know, overstep in any way or anything like that. Is there anything that you need for me to know when she's in my care or anything like that? Like those conversations were just happening. Um, You know, I was always able to kind of talk to my mom while she was there. We're all in the same, you know, in the same room talking with one another so that there were no, you know, awkward moments. If I had questions, I could voice my concerns with both of them. So it was absolutely innocent. And, you know, I have some friends who have situations where they feel differently and they don't want the child to call them mom because they feel a certain way about the other woman. And, and that plays a lot into so, it as well. Bing, 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 bing. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. And and, and I, I'm just going to say, I was leading it to, to, to that because I think it goes back to both what, what you both said. I think that it's really based on the relationship that you have. And it's not just with the child because sometimes it's with the biological parents. You see what I'm saying? The mom, um, and I always say this because I'm a mom, and I'm a mom, and uh, my kids, um, um, their biological um, dad, you know, he has remarried several times. And, you know, so I never made him feel that he couldn't take um, Joey and Jose around, you know, his, his significant other. Um, I never got into the um, problem, I'll say problem, where it becomes, well, why why is the kids calling their mama or you're making them call her mom or something? Because that's a difference. If you have where they feel like they want to call a mom, I think you kind of tread, you have to tread lightly with trying to pull a child back. If they feel comfortable enough to want to call somebody who's treating them very motherly, calling them mom. You know what I mean? But if you have someone else 
trying to make them call someone mom. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think that's where you can get a little, it can get a little dangerous where to the point where relationships can become now broken because the mom is going to be a mama bear all the time over her kids. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But you know, if you got the mom title, then you got the mom territory too. You see right. what I'm saying? So, um, but another one, um, this came from what Aisha sent me. How about if your spouse, um, not none of ours, but your spouse has um, an affair and has a child with someone else? That mm-hmm. mom, unfortunately, um, is now deceased and you you have agreed with your um, significant other to take that child in and, and raise that child. Right. Because I mean, you have to raise them as yours because what are you doing? They, they rent the space, you know? So... But you don't want the child to ever call you mom. Their biological mom is now deceased. Right. There's I think an infidelity. That, right. I think that one, depending on how old the child is, right? Um, and if at the end of the day that you feel that way, because people have to, you should not be made to feel guilty mm-hmm. because you don't want that child to call you mom. Because again, you want whatever title is going to be used to be an organic one, mm-hmm. not one that is forced. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a whole nother conversation when we're talking about how always, how you could be making that child feel like they're an outside child. You mm-hmm. can be what's called a quote unquote outside child, but also not be your outside child. So I just think that anything, even if that mother felt that way, Mm -hmm. I'm really not ready, not ready for her to, or him to call me mom. Um, But then you do still need to think about what's going to be a comfort level, but that child may not, depending on the age, be comfortable with calling you mom yet. And so, yeah, not forcing things on them because it's going to look good to people, but a child comes into your house, heck, you can adopt a child or, or foster a child and you still don't expect them to come in and call you mom. Right. Um, So I think that that comes into play, but when you were speaking about, the situation and how a father feels about that ex or how that ex feels about the father can determine how they want the child to address the step parent. Mm -hmm. And what comes to mind is the story that I was reading a few years ago about um, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. Yeah. And so he has a child with another woman who lives over in England or whatever. And apparently she has some serious issues. She doesn't want her child calling Alicia mom or whatever, you know, variation of mother that she was calling her. And she was saying that she's been overstepping her bounds or whatever. But even in listening to it, I could tell that it had to do with her relationship with Swiss Beats and her really not liking the fact that Alicia is her stepmother. And so she can say that it's not, but that's how it comes off. And so you don't want her to do this. And because then now here comes, you're trying to take my place. (laughs) You know, you, you want to be this happy family and then I'm over here and then I'm forgot about. And I I can see how some people could feel like that, but I think that it it shouldn't matter because as long as that child isn't coming home saying, well, now I'm not going to call you mom because I'm calling her mom. Yeah, and that, I think that's um that was a real good um topic that you brought up because I think Alicia Keys has um 
because it was two women. One was the ex-wife. The ex-wife right. of her headed out in the beginning. Right, but and they're they fine came, now. They came a very close. But this family. one was just an this ex. One, yeah, this mm-hmm. one, and you kind of say to yourself, Lord, you know what I mean? Um, can't you see the example over here? You don't even want right. to join into that party. You want to be the outsider over there? Like, yo, the kid is the one that's going to be kind of placed in this this uncomfortable situation because you have to be in that kid's ear. If you're saying that outwardly, think about what's happening when that child comes around you or comes back from visiting Swiss, you know what I mean, in, in a leash. You, you know, that's when the court starts. What happened? What's going on? What did she say? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And that's where it makes it hard. And I can tell you myself, I have been um, a part of a blended family with both of uh, my husbands. And I can tell you, it is not an easy task. It is not an easy task because um, I can say with with, um, my kid's father, he had one son that was older. And, you know, I always felt like, cause I always loved children. Uh, it was just, you know, uh, it was always, I had a big family and, and always loved kids, but um, it wasn't the mom that was kind of throwing the monkey wrench. It was like my ex-husband was because it was like, he was afraid for me and her to even communicate. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Communicate. And that was like really kind of messed up. It took two, he became grown where we start talking because my kids always was asking because I kept teaching them about him. You know, it's, it's so, it's so wrong that years get missed because Mm -hmm. of what people do because they're so self-indulged, you know what I mean? But, you know, um, I don't want to make this about me, but you know, it's not that because what you're saying is see, sometimes we have to practice a certain behavior whether we want to or not. And sometimes practicing that behavior changes our heart and leads us in a better direction. And I say that because it's hard to separate our feelings or put our feelings a priority over our children's feelings. Mm-hmm. You're a good parent, right? But sometimes you, most times you have to do that to be the best parent you can be. Absolutely. You have to put your feelings in the forefront, but not the negative feelings, right? Right. So sometimes we have to bite our tongue, swallow our pride, do something for the greater good Mm -hmm. so that good comes from it. Mm -hmm. And that might be opposite of what we really want to do, Mm -hmm. but it's still right that we do it. And so in Kimmy's situation, and I, I think in many situations with exes, um, that ex, that ex doesn't know what you've told or what you've shared about your story. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like, okay, and then I don't want them, I don't want you sharing our story with right. this new person. So then there's all this interference. But it's really just about that. It ain't really about the kids calling by mom. It's really not about the two of you um, developing a rapport. It's simply about everybody don't want their past to be told. And, and that's how- so simple because I, I say anybody who knows me, no, I'm going to blow right past that stop sign because honestly, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't but see, know. Here's the thing. But here's the thing, right? When we have exes, 
they know us to an extent, but they really don't know us. That's why there are exits. <laughs> so yeah, they don't give us credit sometimes for for who we are and what the, you know what? I know she's not like that. So yeah, I'm not yeah. really worried. You know what I mean? I'm not going, whatever happens, let it happen. And yeah. then kind of go from there. But then you have the people who just really want to force this picturesque family on a situation. And that's where all those titles come from. Oh, call her mom, call her. Okay. I don't want to, I want to call you mom. I was watching the Cosby show that time. And when Sandra and Elvin came home and, you know, and he was saying Dr. Huxable, and she was like, Elvin, you can call him dad. And he was like, oh, I can call you dad. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was yeah. like, yes, you can. And I said to myself, but you can't tell your dad that mm-hmm. your husband can call him that he may not, he don't feel that way yet. Mm-mm. Or he may never feel that way. That's his father-in-law and not his dad. So it, you know, it, it's a silly, you know, example, but still an example nonetheless how somebody else can put something on you mm-hmm. right i'm gonna say this much i think we gave great explanations on why i think i think we gave the, a lot of root causes of why um but on the flip side of this when we say we don't don't call me mom you know what i mean i think it's uh also we miss a, a big a big chunk of why children call us moms in the first place. You see what I'm saying? Because one of the biggest things that, you know, um, you have the, the the grandmom figure in church that you may call mom, you know what I mean? Or, or grandmom, you know what I mean? Your, your neighbor or something who maybe watched you when you were a little person, you know what I mean? A your whole bunch of people. Yeah, I think friend. that relationships make it so... Um, so strained where, you know, that mother figure is that, I'll go back to your um, book, um, Aisha, that queen, you know what I mean? And everybody can get a queen title. Some people are mothers and they don't act like mothers. You know what I mean? They don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, what is, what is their kids supposed to call them? And there's some kids not even calling their mother's mother. They're calling them something else, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think that when um, this was a really good episode and I think that when people hear this, I think it'll be really relatable, especially when we come down to blended families, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of times women just hold in the hurt that they feel, because I think that women may be naturally, and I'm going to say majority of women are naturally motherly. Um, Cause I don't know in my lifetime, I haven't met a lot of women who are not motherly beings. And I say motherly beings doesn't mean that you have to um, um, have a child but you have just the nurturing, um, women or nurturers. So, um, yeah, I don't know too many of them. If, if I do, they, they, I got rid of them out of my life because, um, they, they, they would be considered dangerous. So, um, I don't, I say that because women, men have, uh, a protective nature. Mothers have a nurturing nature. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be because you birthed a child. You know what I mean? If you see some child in some kind of way, you use your stick up, stand up and protect and bring that child into the fold. So um, the reason why I say that is we, I don't want to be remiss and hit the part where some people don't want to be called mom because they are um, bitter. You understand what I'm saying? They're um, bitter. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that remiss. I think it's that um, 
because that's not our situations. It's hard to speak to a situation because even a bitter person, that may not be the reason why they don't want the child to call them mom. No, but I don't want to stray from that, but they they don't want to be called mother because they are bitter. If you have your husband bring, and I know people who are living this situation as of today. If you have your husband bring a, a child outside your marriage into your marriage, you may be motherly to that child, but that may not mean you won't be wanting that child to call you mom. Right. But, all. I, but, but I don't want to give the connotation that in that situation that the woman is wrong. It, she's Absolutely. Not, I'm not saying that not at all. She's not. Yeah, she's not wrong because that's and, your and it may not even be bitterness as it's still hurt. It, mm-hmm. it takes us well, so much time to manage that hurt and to deal with it. And it's amazing how it can come through as one thing as being bitter or something else. But that's a lot. To, that would be a lot to take in. And it would, like I said, depending on the child, remember um, the play and the movie mm-hmm. Fences? That's what happened with um, with Troy and his wife. She took in a child that was not hers. But what did she tell him? I'll be a mother to this child, but I will not be a wife to you. That's the point that I was getting to. I think that people, women are motherly to that point. But um, I agree with you, Chanti. People have to get over that bitterness. Some people don't never get over bitterness. You know what I mean? That's that's Mm -hmm. the end of reality. If my husband brought in another child um, from somewhere else, um, I, I will be honest with you. I will always have my children connect with that child because that's their sibling. Um, I will connect because I just, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to hold nothing against a child, but he got to go. You know what I mean? That's, that's not going to be, um, you can't be redeemed in my eyes because I'm not going to hold bitterness in that faith, but there are people that have spent their whole lifetime feeling betrayed. You know what I mean? And still serve the, the, the role as a mom. You see what I'm saying? They still serve the role as a mom, just like in fences. You know what I mean? She did everything as a mom, even though she was kind of done with. Um, well, she you know. still was a wife to her husband. She just no longer. By, by legal standards. Yeah, she, she no longer had that physical relationship. Yeah, but, you know, but that probably was over a long time ago. So, but, um, <laughs> you know, he he was. Um, I, that movie, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like that movie to the point because I always like to see Denzel in certain type of roles and I don't know he was just like a sloth in that that movie I was like oh Lord please but then it's such a it's such a true story right it's such a true story it's such a true story that's why I was saying about we do you know I'm gonna stop you one second Chauncey do you know how many people like we're probably in this certain age category do you know how many people like are products and our grandmom's age and are products the, of that are mm-hmm. products of that and like it was just to be accepted you see what i'm saying like but, that's but again, just nothing right but again the thing is you did what it was that you had to do in that situation from fences she took this child in as an infant this was not a toddler mm-hmm. that came in it was not an adolescent that came in it was an infant. So she had her from day one. So do you, so do you, so I'm a, I'm a play the devil's advocate. Okay. All right. And don't act like it's yourself. <laughs> I need to wrap this I up. I think that up. makes a difference though. That matters for, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. So your husband bring home the 12 year old. Okay. Mom has passed away. 
Now that depends because have we been married for longer than 12 years? You've been married for 20. I didn't get you. I got some issues. So here's the thing. You find out if you find out you bring the child in, no matter what you bring the child in, Mm -hmm. because it's still, it's still a child. Right. Um, At the end of the day, being who we are as believers, I see, I got to deal with forgiveness. I, I have to come from a perspective of forgiveness. Don't mean it's going to be easy and it don't mean it's happening overnight, mm-hmm. but that child is in need. So that becomes mm-hmm. the immediate issue, no matter what, whatever that child wants to eventually call me. Cause I do not have the expectation that mom is coming right away. I do not have the expectation that mom will ever come. Yeah. It's not even something really that would be on my radar because I would, well, you wouldn't even have- care. Right. Because I would still have the conversation. Whatever you want to call me is is fine. Aisha, I agree. I mean, my heart, you know, goes out to the child immediately, you know, no matter what. In my eyes, you know, in situations like this, the children are the innocent party. So, you know, just similarly to the movie, like I'm going to, you know, embrace that child and take care of that child because the need would be that, you know, that child needs a motherly figure like right at that moment. So I'm not going to take a second to process and hash out what the logistics of the situation like that's all secondary to the fact that the child is here right now as in is in need right Right. now. So that's it. Um, So that's in the forefront of my mind before everything else, that relationship, that's a whole separate issue. But in terms of what the child, you know, calls me, I agree, you know, whatever is most comfortable for the child, I am mature enough to kind of remove myself out of that, you know, equation. So if they're, I'm not going to force them into feeling as if that's what I need them to call me, because in that moment, I would be thinking of, oh my goodness, this child, you know, you mentioned 12, like we're, it's different than an infant. That child, you know, already has an experience of a mom. So I'm not going to try to undo or change or replace anything that's already, you know, there, I'm going to deal with the hurt and the trauma that that child is already going through because that's, you know, you know, more important than what they're calling me or whatever the case may be. So I'm going to embrace them and make sure that we have a healthy relationship. We're going to have some type of relationship. If I'm going to, you know, have to care for them in that way, I'm going to expect the same type of respect and, you know, activity in my household as I would from any of my other children. And then we'll have to talk about, you know, discipline and you know how the the family structure needs to look going forward but in terms of titles or what have you you know I'm all for that organic um you know development of what that relationship would have to be for me and that child yeah for sure I think y'all really hit on some good points you know um I'm glad this is the A crew because I can imagine if the B crew was here will be so i'm just saying if um, y'all all know y'all laughing but y'all know that response would have been totally different but um, i really respect the, the the conversation we had today and i think it was really um to the point and at the end of the day you know you uh, both of you ladies are um are my sisters and, and y'all are moms and i i, I appreciate that you um pour forth such a, a transparent type of um, response. And, yeah. and, and kudos to those significant other spouses or whomever that step into those roles, because yeah. it is not always easy, regardless of the name. And you still have the title. 
And so and Aisha, I send out many kudos to your mom and your stepmom, because again, Amen. Um, mm-hmm. my parents were like that too. It, you know, my mom always made an effort and she did not make decisions when it came to us without discussing it with my father, who was 3000 miles away. And then sometimes my father and my stepfather had a discussion before anything was taken care of at home. Because even though a man can't master two homes, I'm giving you the respect or I'm asking the permission to to, um, chastise your children or to, you know, punish your children or whatever. So, but we know everybody's not mature like that Mm -hmm. or it doesn't come right away. So it sometimes it comes, but it don't come right away. It doesn't. So um, final words, ladies. I just that said, was rich, <laughs> that was <spot laughs> on. Mm-hmm. just love on them. You know, we all, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're just here to love and support and, um, you know, be respectful. And so any couple, any family that's going through that or whatever, mm-hmm. let that come naturally let it be organic whatever it's going to turn into just make sure from the beginning that you respect the child the child respects you and that there is love and respect in that situation and whatever it's going to be it will it will turn into the right thing as a product of that situation i would say just give the gift of you know having your child have additional adults in their life mm. that will love and care for them um you know and just take care of them in the way that you would i mean i couldn't have asked for um you know a better a better gift to have people in my life who would Amen. love me and take care of me and pray over my life i'm grown now so i really get it but as a kid i didn't really always understand but the conversations that we had and it's so funny you know my mom would say things and then when my other mom would say almost the same thing. It would kind of be like, oh my goodness, you know, but I will receive it a little bit differently because, you know, it wasn't my mom, you know, saying it. So, you know, I, I'm just fortunate that they were of the same mind frame and the same, um, the same type of belief system. So for parents who are trying to navigate that and it's messy, do the work because it's worth it in the end for your child. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful episode, ladies. So thank you again. Um, as I said, um, you guys always bring it and I appreciate it. So um, join us every week on the porch, Wednesday, whatever time I drop the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, coming. It's coming. It's Wednesday. Um, again, join us on our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter page. Um, this was a wonderful episode. So joining me tonight as my co-host is... Aisha and I'm Chauncey so everybody have a wonderful week on purpose and join us when we drop a new episode take care